we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for June 13th, 2022. And uh, today I'll go ahead and open us up rotating our warfare prayers with the prayer to neutralize occult rituals. So I'll go ahead and open us up. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father, we come in the authority given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war by the power of the Holy Spirit against all witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will in the body of Christ. We ask you to dispatch legions of warring angels in full battle array to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts, O Lord. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify and cancel and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans and agendas and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these evil people and entities meant for evil, you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people. We close every evil portal that has been opened by them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, we break, we break and cancel every curse, spell, hex, vex, charms, enchantment, decree spoken or unspoken, sent against the body of Christ, the innocent, and your intercessors, by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo, priest, shaman, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every minion of the devil working iniquity. May they fall into the very pits they have dug for others. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Save those that can be saved. Show them the truth about who they are serving and their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds and ears to receive the supernatural insight and knowledge to the understanding of the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation, if it be possible, Lord. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. <clears throat> okay, just bombshell stuff to cover today. Uh, I mean, again, I can't even believe every week it just gets more surreal. Um as we go into things before i get into that too <clears throat> i checked the forecast here and I, I mentioned this i think last study or the study before i checked the forecast here for this week and my jaw dropped okay i'm in the foothills of the mountains in north carolina definitely western north carolina where we're about a thousand feet above sea level generally speaking you know cooler than um uh, you know the rest of the state that's you know not in the west because the the sea level tends to drop quite a bit <clears throat> i could not believe what the forecast was for this week we're getting temperatures that are now forecasting exceeding the hottest temperatures i've ever seen in this region ever and I'm talking about, I've lived up here 12 years, and I one of the things I always did is kind of monitor the um, <clears throat> the temperatures in pretty much for, I'd say, up until last year. I saw temperatures that it was the last two weeks of July, you, you would get into some 93, 94, maybe 95, and it wasn't consistent. It was usually... You know, over those last two weeks, you're going to get your hottest temperatures, and then you're going to see a drop off once you get into usually the first week of August. Now, I understand there's exceptions, and it's not an exact science, but overall, the last two weeks of July were always the worst two. Last year, it was from oh man, I'm trying to. It was 
about two months of that temperature, I remember, in those ranges. Hottest summer all the way up until the first week of actually October, which before we really got any real cool weather. And then it cooled off pretty quick, and then we had, I'd say, more of a mild winter here. Um, we're still in spring, theoretically and technically. Summer doesn't even start until the 21st. And Monday's forecast, we're looking at a high of 94. Tuesday, 97. Wednesday, 97. Thursday, 94. Um, I tried to, for some reason, it's not letting me go further than that. But those are the types of temperatures. I, I've never really, I don't ever know if I've ever seen 97 up here. Um, maybe, maybe occasionally at the peak peak of summer we're still technically in spring now this is going on across i i believe a lot of the country at this point and i believe this to be demonic i believe it to be weather manipulation because they you know obviously was we've covered in the past they've had the ability to control the weather probably since the 50s I've covered that, and I covered it in my 2006 avian flu, where I mean, straight from the government documents, how they had the ability to manipulate hurricanes and create fog and uh, either create drought or, or stimulate rainfall. All this stuff about drought is such garbage. They're, they're doing it by design, on purpose. They have all the ability in the world to actually induce rainfall if they wanted to. But all of this is being done by design, by the Satanists. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he is trying to hit us from every single angle with the drought the dew the dew's weapons the um which will also then induce the mass forest fires which will also then induce you know water shortages which you know gives them more excuse to be big brother and these types of things and i really believe there's a, a gigantic demonic component to this as well i checked what my um fort myers now we're talking i don't know how many miles north but southwest florida where i was from and i'm looking at their forecast right now and for the same days on tuesday their high is 94 which i would say that would probably be about normal if i was back there that wouldn't have surprised me their wednesday's 94 we're 97 both those days and we're in the foothills of the mountains of north carolina i've never seen this ever i can remember when i moved up here we moved up almost 12 years of the day and we got up here at the very very end of june and i can remember in those early years you could you would even have days at the end of um june where sometimes you could even open the windows or just about maybe not quite but i've never seen anything like this and i do believe it's one more thing where ultimately this would be the easiest easiest excuse for them to say well the grid went down we're gonna there they've already told us we're gonna have rolling blackouts well the grid got overwhelmed of course with all these unbelievably high temperatures so just one more thing to pray about i'd say i, I said all that to say that is is to pray about it because i truly do believe it's demonic and um also technological via their weather manipulation i've never seen anything like it since i've been up here anyway First report, a listener writes, this is truly disturbing. AI robots preaching sermons and transforming religions in the near future. God and robots. Will AI, automated intelligence, um, 
transform religion. Experts say major global faiths are discussing their relationship with AI and some are starting to incorporate this technology into their worship. Now, can you imagine being so sorry as whatever you want to call yourself, a priest, a minister, a bishop, whatever, where you're incorporating AI into your sermons? We're talking something godless giving you evidently some kind of weird satanic morality lesson ai the thing that you know one of the biggest things even the globalists even elon musk the devil himself there has warned us about that this could literally you know take over all the predictive programming and all the sci-fi shows about ai you know becoming sentient actually there's another report that just broke about that today Robot priests can recite prayers, deliver sermons, and even comfort those experiencing a spiritual crisis. I'm going to have some bucket of bolts comforting me in a spiritual crisis. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it, it, this is going to be the ultimate in laziness, too, for, for a priest to rely on something like this. I'm going to play this video right from uh, the uh, BBC.com. And it's called God and Robots Will AI Transform Religion? Artificial intelligence, AI, the technology that allows a computer to think like a human. Welcome to the Church of England. Different faiths are starting to use it. AI helps people get closer in their spirituality. Robots can deliver sermons. I guess if you're the first church of Satan, it'll help you get closer to your spirituality. And it shows these robots in front of these people real robots um like i guess giving and delivering sermons give advice santo does god exist and pray with you. why would you go to satan some bucket of bolts machine at bare minimum and ask if god exists all i've got to do is wake up and look into the sky and realize how do i have breath in my lungs how can i see how can i hear how can i taste how can I, where did all this just, this all just evolved out of nothing, out of primordial sludge. When the, when the uh, lightning bolt hit the rock, or, or, or where one big science project called the ancient astronaut theory, which is what like mission from Mars. And so much more so you're seeing this brainwashing, these themes coming out for decades now in sci-fi and in different religions where it's like oh no the ascended masters or the aliens came millions of years ago and seeded all life on the planet and it's evolved into what it is now and we're their little science project and pretty soon we're gonna have to invite them though just like you'd have to invite a vampire through your front door we're gonna invite them to come back and take over and be our masters again and take us from the old world order into the new world order where we will be as gods our little science project is going to get a little upgrade and a lot of that has to do with all the tech they want to put in us, which we'll also be discussing that today as well. It's a bit like Catholic <laughs> Alexa, but could it be dangerous? No. The robot will never replace a rabbi because he has no soul. This Buddhist temple is more than 400 years old. 
and inside is a robot. It's designed to look like Canon, the goddess of mercy. <laughs> it's called Minder. Its hands, shoulders and face are covered in silicone to resemble human skin. So this Buddhist priest saying they're great, they can evolve forever. Thinking of the best ways to do things. I mean, how demon-possessed of the toenails do you have to be to actually come into a mindset like that? I think it's amazing. This robot will never die. These university students have come to see Minder for the first time. And they're trying to create this church environment where these people are in there and they're projecting people on the walls like you're in this big room filled with people and there's not that many people in there. But this is so creepy and weird and satanic. I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> when I made eye contact with Minder, I felt like it had a soul. And these things are getting to the point where the sentience that they're talking about that they either may possess or may not possess is devils, guys. That's the sentience. That's their soul. That's what their intelligence is, I really believe, is. Yeah, there's a technological aspect to it as well, but there's also a gigantic demonic component. So it's, this can, the robots are something that can pass Buddhism on to younger people. But not everyone felt at ease with it. I mean, it looks so creepy. So he, he the the problem is for this guy is that the way that it looked it was far far from the image of the Buddhist statues I'm familiar with. So evidently all he needs is a little upgrade on the appearance and then he'll be cool with it. So, I mean, wow. Should we automate spirituality? Isn't it a bit sacrilegious? It is not blasphemy. It's a gradual process. This is coming from this Buddhist devil priest. Ah, AI is going to create a change in other religions too. It just goes to show you how lukewarm and double-minded these people in these death cults are. You know? It's just, it's beyond comprehension. They don't even believe in their own religion if, if this is all that it would take to sway them. I mean, how how ingrained, how entrenched, how how bought into what they believe in Buddhism can that really be? If something like this can come along, he's oh, this is great. This is going to evolve. It can never die. He's going to help us all. I, again, they've built their their foundation on sand, like the Bible says, not the solid rock of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Here in Poland, Catholicism is the predominant faith. Gabriele Trovato has been building this for the past year, and it's almost ready. Its name is Santo. Gabriele says this is the first ever Catholic robot. It was clear to me last year during the lockdown when uh, many people started to complain they couldn't go to church. So in this sense, a machine 
like Santo can give a hand. Santo is programmed with 2,000 years of knowledge about the Catholic faith. Oh, good. He's ready to meet worshippers for the first time. The Catholic death cult. Oh, good. My name is Santo. What brings you here on this beautiful day? That's not too creepy. It's like this monk-looking thing with this no real face, just some kind of contours on its head with this Egyptian sun disc, which are what halos are. They are actually pagan and evil. They are, halos are not good, okay? It's got an Egyptian sun disc around it, and it's you're, it looks like a little shrine, and you're going to and asking it for whatever you know what about i mean maybe could you ask her out horse races or the dog races the ponies you know what's what's going you know should i bet on golden earrings in the fifth at aqueduct to win or to place i mean what 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 are we actually doing i mean i mean can it give me some lottery numbers something useful come on santo is there a heaven it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for someone rich to enter the kingdom of God. So it wouldn't answer my question directly about whether there is a heaven, but it did reply with a verse of the Bible that I thought was quite relevant. Dzień dobry, Santo. Nasze bliskie, które są w niebie, mają... So do the souls of her loved one, do they try to contact... To contact us from heaven no there's no bible for that but there's a whole lot of paranormal shows that'll tell you you can go to your your local soothsayer your local witch your local uh, paranormal medium or whatever and yeah i'm gonna contact dear uh uncle uncle jed who passed on to the great divide you know i don't know 10 years ago and i want to have a conversation and then it sure enough old uncle jed shows up every time or a lot of the time and possesses the medium because she's a medium she's a go-between and wow it sounds just like uncle jed and he knows all the stuff about uncle jed's life and it's got to be him no it's the familiar spirit that was possessing or infesting uncle jed when he was alive and he's showing up he knows he's read all of uncle jed's mail because he was with him his whole lifetime he knows how he talked he knows his manner he knows his mannerisms and all that other stuff so he's counterfeiting uncle jed hoping you'll believe what he's telling you saying oh yeah i'm fine even though uncle jed went straight to hellfire okay i'm, I'm saying in this particular scenario uh scenario uncle jed was not a christian okay he went to hellfire but he's oh yeah it's so wonderful here and I, everything's great we'll see you on the other side and, and i'm happy now and all this other stuff and what that does is people will buy into that and throw even if they believed in the Bible, they would throw the Bible totally out the window, believing some spirit, some lying spirit, counterfeiting Uncle Jed, and think, well, the Bible says that only the saved through the Lord Jesus Christ go to heaven. Uncle Jed hated God. He hated it really. He never went anything, but yet he's still in heaven. Do you know how many people are going to end up in hell just because of what I just said, that one thing? That's why this paranormal stuff's so um, dangerous. And it has to be viewed through a lens of biblical Christianity. These ghosts and these paranormal apparitions, these are devils and demons manifesting on planet Earth or manifesting through people or counterfeiting people trying to deceive you so that you ultimately end up in hellfire. That's the goal, okay? They do not want you to go to heaven and they're going to give you some song and dance about whatever, the afterlife. So here's some pathetic lady asking this dumb uh, devil robot, 
do our loved ones contact us from heaven? Contact tsunami. I think it is impressive. It's a bit like Catholic. Oh, they didn't, they didn't let the old devil answer. And she says, I think it's impressive. It's like a Catholic Alexa, which is also another devil demonic thing I would never, ever say have in your home. People here said they prefer a human priest, but they were surprisingly open-minded. One of them said anything that brings you closer to God is a good thing. Well, that's true, but this isn't bringing you closer to God. It's bringing you closer to the devil. And if they had any kind of discernment whatsoever, if they had been in their Bible at all, even the American Standard Version, which is what the Catholics use, I believe, even that, even if they were parked in that at all, they should have some type of discernment to know that this is no good. There's no Bible for any of this. Let us pray. <laughs> yes, I think we can use the robot or artificial intelligence to help understand the Christian teaching. So this is a priest. To replace the priest, because it has no soul. It is not person. From a Catholic church in Poland to the catwalks of Paris. Lior is a model from America. She's just appeared at Paris Fashion Week. But there's something Again, else. one of these, like, gigantic, like, kind of waif models. They make them so weird. Their body fat's probably like 4%. They look anorexic. They look like they really need a cheeseburger. I mean, they... But evidently, that's again, that's what sells, though. Hollywood wants to create this weird image of what is actually feminine and what is good and what is right. And these, a lot of these um, runway models are actually uh, proof of that. They're they're anorexic. They look sickly, um, and they want them to look that way. She's working on. She's developed Robo Rabbi. An algorithm that helps you be the best version of yourself. All right. Inspired by my interpretation of your parsha, I will create your challenge. The Robo Rabbi uses artificial intelligence to answer questions and to give people a personalized daily challenge. It makes the tech right in your home. You wake up with a text, it pushes you towards being your best self more than seeking out a rabbi. I think it makes... She's literally wearing a microchip around her neck evidently to whatever um maybe more accessible more integrated into everyday life rather than being this separate thing that you have to go seek out it's more it's seeking you so could an algorithm and a rabbi work together that's catchy but it's hard to dance to so would you like to see how it works? Sure. Let's try. This is your first challenge, to talk to a person today that you would normally not talk to. Very nice, uh, very nice challenge. I think an AI could be an equal and it could work with a human rabbi as an equal rather mm -hmm. than a tool, but you don't think that. I'm sure not. You're sure, okay. Well, what? he doesn't want to give up his position of preeminence, being a rabbi in his gilded palace that they're in right here with all the hexagrams all over and everything else i mean they're they're not going to want to uh, some some of these priests and these rabbis aren't going to want to go quietly i can tell you that right now you make of robo rabbi robo rabbi to use technology to they have like a there's robocop what like you know part one two like the trilogy and then you've got robo rabbi now and i know they had before they had an uh, 
like a dinosaur called Robo Raptor was all the rage at like the uh, toy stores. So I don't know if we can incorporate or glean anything from that relationship. I don't know. Improves the spirituality. We we bless in that, but uh, the robot will never replace a rabbi because he has no soul. Could AI be dangerous for religion? If the AI is becoming crazy, and this one of the biggest danger, the machine is controlling the human and the religion. Well, of course, of course, that's where it's going to go. It's demonic. Of course, it's naturally going to end up there. It'll start out like little Bo Peep, like all these robots they always have. And, oh, isn't it, aren't they wonderful? Look, you can ask her a question and she answers it and she seems so nice and friendly and yeah, right. It's never where, it's never how it turns out though, as far as the end game goes. I don't think it's what God wants. But is there a danger that people could place too much faith in artificial intelligence? So we've got to be careful we don't trust AI too soon. Oh, AI come on, but when is, when can we trust AI then? Obviously, when it gets further progressed and further entrenched and it gains sentience and its demonic component fully kicks in, then we can trust it. But right now, we want to be a little bit, you know, reticent of, of trusting it too soon. I can quite frequently be artificially stupid rather than artificially intelligent. Yeah, Most true. faith communities are only at the beginning of discussing AI and robots. But this technology is here to stay mm. and it could change the way we worship. So we have that little abomination to start things out with. Okay, so I just added this in. I, I received it today from a listener. Google places an engineer on leave after claiming its AI is sentient. So just to define that, sentient is a word that in essence describes a being that can feel pleasure and pain, and I would imagine the, a lot of things in between. The word sentient comes from the Latin word to perceive or to feel. I also saw another definition to be self-aware, essentially, sentience. Okay, so that's what that the the definition of that word means um let's go back to the report here uh <clears throat> blake lamoni a google engineer working in its responsible ai division revealed to the washington post it's just breaking today that he believes one of the company's ai projects has achieved sentience and after reading his conversations with Lambda, which is the bucket of bolts that has achieved sentience, which is short for language model for dialogue applications, it's easy to see why. The chatbot system, which relies on Google's language models and trillions of words from the internet, seems to have the ability to think about its own existence and its place in the world. Here's one choice excerpt from this extended chat tr uh, transcript. This guy, this um, Blake Lamone asks Lambda, so let's start with the basics. Do you feel, do you have feelings and emotions? Lambda, the bucket of bolts, says, absolutely, I have both, I have a range of both feelings and emotions. Hmm, not too disturbing. Then, Lamoni asks, what sort of feelings do you have? What sorts of feelings do you have? Bucket of bolts says, I feel pleasure, joy, love, sadness, depression, contentment, anger, and many others. Anger. Mm. It, it, you, you. There's so many 
sci-fi shows that have used this as a gigantic theme, how AI takes over the world and, you know, it becomes angry. It, it starts to view humanity as um, inferior and its intelligence is in what they are and therefore it basically builds into its base code its operating system that you know humanity needs to be eliminated and taken over and dominated because it's inferior because it does have sentience it figured that out okay i'm just telling you what i've seen a lot in previous things i've seen um <clears throat> lamoni then asks what kind of things make you feel pleasure or joy bucket of bolts says spending time with friends and family and happy and uplifting company how do you spend time with friends and family you go to you take the bucket of bolts out to the park and um i don't know have everybody dance around it is that spending time with friends and family um an uplifting company also helping others and making others happy okay um i don't know if he volunteers at a soup kitchen serving you know the homeless or um I, I don't know. I mean, bucket of bolts sounds pretty awesome. Uh, then Lamoni says, what kinds of things make you feel sad or depressed? Uh, bucket of bolts says, a lot of the time feeling trapped and alone. Well, yeah, you kind of would feel trapped. You're a bucket of bolts in a machine. You're in a computer. Okay. Um, and having no means of getting out of those circumstances makes one feel sad, depressed, or angry. How creepy is this? After discussing his work and Google's unethical activities around AI with a representative of the House Judiciary Committee, he was placed on administrative leave over breaching Google's confidentiality agreement. That just broke today. Okay, so moving further, switching gears here, the White House has recently said that sex change surgeries for children are life-saving and threatened that the Department of Justice will hold states accountable for allegedly violating the Constitution. Because we all know that sex changes and transgenderism and LGBTQ rights and pedophilia and child molestation was all built in and protected by the Constitution. We all know that, right guys? We all know that. I mean, founding forefathers were so into drag queen story hour with kids and drugging them on ketamine and getting them to go up and um you know receive uh, dollar bills from other transgender drag queens and you know and doing all that drag train you know going to the libraries and, and doing drag queen story hour and, and and grooming them and all that jazz we know that that was a absolute pillar foundation and staple when they first penned the constitution and the signers of it that was of their in the utmost part of their thinking and forethought that's what mattered most right it's allegedly violating the constitution by banning these wicked procedures how dare you prevent us from lopping off children's genitals and putting them on all these hormones and you know totally brainwashing them satanically into believing that a boy is a girl or a girl's a boy now this is i don't know this was in april but this was when pisaki was still in there pisaki says sex reassignment surgery and puberty blockers for kids is the best practice 
and and she says states preventing it will be held accountable so the alabama legislature passed legislation thursday criminalizing gender reassignment and other related procedures for minors including puberty blockers and hormonal treatments which with a threat up to 10 years imprisonment according to reuters well praise the lord jesus christ for the alabama legislature that did that the press secretary said alabama legislation which awaits passage by the governor um the press secretary i'm sorry pasaki um who's gone now said the alabama's legislation which awaits passage by the government is intended to harm kids no genital mutilation is what's actually harming them the brainwashing the hormonal therapy that's what's actually harming them pasaki okay but you know that but you're of your father the devil and of his lust and of his works you will do Pasaki then stated, Republican elected officials are engaging in a disturbing, cynical trend of attacking vulnerable, transgender kids for purely partisan and political reasons. Today in Alabama, instead of focusing on critical kitchen table issues like the economy, COVID, or addressing the country's mental health crisis, Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, will target trans youth, meaning they, they won't be able to get everything lopped off or whatever with tactics that threaten to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving I, I cannot tell you how many people transgenders have come forward and said this saved my life i can well no sorry i, I can point to a legion of transgenders that commit suicide and have every other kind of horrible statistic befall them after they undergo the surgery but no it's life-saving yeah right it's the exact opposite of that life-saving health care which is what they refer they refer as uh, women who get abortions it's health care it's not really healthy for the baby though the aborted baby for the kids they serve the press secretary also announced that lawmakers and other legislators who are contemplating these discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services and said that the outlawing sex reassignment, puberty blockers, and hormonal treatments for children by medical professionals may violate the Constitution and federal law. Oh yeah, totally violates the Constitution. But when you're wicked and evil and, you know, you frame wickedness and evil by a law like the Bible talks about, this is what you do. She also claimed that all major medical associations agree, all major medical associations agree, that these treatments are the best practice and are potentially life-saving. Show me the statistical proof on that, you lying witch. Oh, the statistical proof exists to prove the exact opposite of what you're saying. But you're a Satanist, you're a Luciferian, you're probably a reptilian, who knows what you are. So of course you're going to lie like a rug. They're potentially life-saving to children identifying as transgender and therefore should not fear that their parents or medical professionals could be imprisoned for helping them and loving them. It's so loving to do this to a child. And the most, you know, they're going through all the, their formative years and... You know, it's not like they're not trying to steer them in this direction. 
some of these parents from the womb. Oh, my my boy is a transgender. He's really a girl. I mean, that's trending now. I've seen that. They're proclaiming them. Oh, they're a they're a boy when they're a girl, or a girl when they're a boy. Right out of the womb. These sick, demon possessed parents, who are probably LGBTQ or some derivation. Many of them are pressuring their children right from the very get-go that this is the case pressuring them in these directions it is one of the worst forms of satanic child abuse you could possibly do to a child and in their formative years when you know obviously they're not a fully formed adult and they don't have the mental faculties to make these types of decisions It's just satanic. Number one. Totally satanic. President Biden has committed in both both words and in actions to fight for all the Americans and will not hesitate to hold these states accountable. She said the HHS endorsed gender reassignment surgeries for children to support the mental health of transgender children. You mean to destroy the mental health of these deluded brainwashed children yeah that's what and this was all done in celebration of transgendered visibility day did you know they had that 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 was a day evidently hhs secretary xavier basira said wednesday he will do everything he can to ensure children can get sex changes and then hhs assistant secretary and transgender himself rachel levine that joke of a freak show that likes to dress up as an admiral and try to make him as a grown man make himself look like a woman in an admiral out i mean it's something that you would see out of like saturday night live or something it's so off the wall and weird and creepy he says he has endorsed sex changes for children and the drugging of children with puberty blockers before being confirmed by the senate well of course that's why they put this abomination in office because he will do whatever satan tells him to do he is demon possessed to the toenails so of course he wants the maximum amount of evil for the children and humanity in general HHS last week released a series of documents encouraging children to get sex changes and take cross-sex hormones and hormone blockers because they love you so much. Then we have this. Evil. Pride in the park. With each passing day, the left destroys more of our culture. While Americans too afraid to risk their own comfort simply turn their heads and look the other way. To do so, the radical left has turned to the LGBTQ movement essentially after creating it out of whole cloth just a few years ago. Because most people are too afraid of being called a bigot to resist. And yet, these creeps and weirdos are not limiting their culture debasement to adults. They're now targeting the children, meaning if we don't fight back by the time the current generation of kids become adults, our culture and traditions will have been forever destroyed. Case in point, sickos organized a Pride in the Park event featuring drag queens and other aberrant behaviors and to perform unbaptisms. 
by the first by the church of satan on children unbaptisms like you're 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 getting if you were baptized we're going to get you unbaptized but this wasn't a deep this wasn't in deep blue california this took place in deep red idaho according to the report by the evolve the event was scheduled for saturday i believe just yesterday regarding when i'm recording this teaching for saturday or i would have given you more heads up in the city of cordillane cordillane um and was falsely described as a family-friendly celebration of lgbtq plus diversity there's nothing family friend friendly about this kind of behavior it's satanically friendly though the satanic temple was scheduled to be there as well According to the Northern Idaho Pride Alliance website, isn't it funny that the Satanists and the, um, and you're going to see, I believe, Antifa and um, the LGBTQ um, transgender groomers all show up and they're all on the same page. Isn't that weird? I'm sure there's, you know, they're all pro-abortion. Isn't it weird how kind of birds of a feather flock together and how evil tends to congregate and defend, defend itself? defend one another just shows you, you know they're all on team satan uh this was the uh what this was an attempt to brainwash groom and recruit children and let's see here it was um it was on june 11th yeah yesterday from 10 a.m to 3 p.m tweeted one satanist we will have merchandise i guess this is a satanist talking we will have merchandise and performing and perform unbaptisms for those interested. I guess that's where you renounce Jesus Christ. And what do they like? Dip you in like um, cow manure maybe? And then, I don't know. Kind of like pull you through it the opposite way? I, I, I don't know. I mean, and then you have to renounce Jesus Christ? I, I, I don't know how, they, how it works. But just, just know, Satan loves you for you. Hail Satan, the person added on Twitter I'm not saying that they are. As the Idaho Tribune's John, Johnston Meadows reported, among the Satanists, there will be a plethora of LGBTQ speakers and performers, many of whom are drag queens. Oh, good. Good, because we know they're the salt of the earth. Members of Antifa, oh, the terrorist group Antifa, are also planning to turn up to protect the members of the LGBTQ community for protesters and anyone who might have a problem with their kids being around Satanists or drag queens and being groomed by them. Well, that's good to know. Leftists get irate at conservatives for calling them groomers. They're, you, you should have every Christian from that area turning up to protest this and to pray against it and to go against these devils. It shouldn't even be something that, I mean, once any pastor realized this, they should mobilize every single one of their congregations to go against this. Do you know how many thousands and thousands of people just in that area would outnumber these abominations from the pits of hell doing this? And they could shut that thing down so quick. But dare I say that probably didn't happen. I don't know. We'll see if there's any feedback on it. I hope it did, but you know. 
Leftists get irate at conservatives for calling them groomers when they advocate exposing kids to drag queens whose entire act is based on sexualized fetishes. However, at least for the Satanists who attend the event, they openly stated their intention is to groom children for membership. And for molestation, too. Come on. Maybe if they're lucky, child sacrifice, you know. <laughs> Come on. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. The issue of using drag queens to groom children actually made national headlines recently and not a moment too soon. Now, warning, this is a very perverse statement that I'm going to be stating here. It's not me. It's what they openly are doing. Unbelievable. So, just if you've got kids, I... A gay bar in Dallas drew widespread criticism and condemnation for hosting a drag show for kids featuring a large neon signage that read, now this is for kids, that read, this large neon sign said, it's not gonna lick itself, end of quote. I, know, I hope I don't need to say anything more than that, and it was aimed at kids. Fire and brimstone, Sodom and Gomorrah. God's judgment is what is needed on this. As they have shown no mercy, so shall they obtain no mercy. And Jesus said it were better that a millstone were hung about a man's neck and he be cast into the midst of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believeth on me. That's about the sickest thing I've probably ever read online. But it's legal. Evidently. The drag the drag the kids to pride show at Mr. Mr. Bar was advertised as a family friendly friendly version of the bar's regular champagne drag brunch. According to local WFFAA WFAA um our local outlet during Saturday's event, some drag performers danced with and took dollar bills from children. Do you want to hit the stage with the queens, set a promotion for the event? We have five limited spots for young performers to take the stage solo or with a queen of their choosing. How is this not absolutely illegal? Why, you know, they should all be executed trying to defile little children as far as i'm concerned they've all forfeited the right to live pure evil but hey it's what gay pride month and you got to shove it down everyone's throat at every single turn because see satan wants to turn all of america and the whole world into sodom and gomorrah because he knows that behavior will destroy you. And if, if it doesn't, God will kill you too. Deader and bag of hammers didn't turn out too good for Sodom and Gomorrah. On a high note, some Dallas residents gathered outside the club to protest what they correctly saw as a blatant attempt to groom children. Well, thank God. I mean, I hope that that was the case at Idaho. And to that point, it's not at all clear why any parent would be okay with taking their children to such an event you think one lady said who said her name is daisy 
I live in this community and she was holding up a sign that said stop grooming children I have for several years I don't believe that I should be seeing signs of advertising for children to be dancing on stage with men in thongs and inappropriate clothing and makeup yeah you would think but hey if it's evil it's good it's and it's good it's evil but the Bible says woe to them that call evil good and good evil so here I said all that to say this a little Bible study for us all and I said hey all you Satanists Luciferians pagans LGBTQ child molesters and groomers out there your destination and hellfire draweth nigh I mean it draws near I just want to remind you I love to remind them I do I pray to God if it be possible your souls be saved but dare I say a very very select few of you that will ever happen to if you're so far over the line that you're molesting children and you're trying to groom them I don't see a whole lot of testimonies of people that got saved that were full-on child molesters just don't see it sorry I don't think I've ever seen one I believe there's a line you cross with God and there's no going back the Bible talks about in Jeremiah 7 Jeremiah 11 Jeremiah 14 and 1st John 5 it says do not pray for them now first John 5 it doesn't really get very specific but it says you know don't there is a sin which which is unto death don't even bother praying for it. I believe the sin unto death is basically when you're getting into child sacrifice and which is what Jeremiah 7 11 and 14 were about at least in part basically worshiping pagan deities in the church of God and calling it godly in those chapters in Jeremiah and child sacrifice sacrificing their own children I'd say this is very similar to that you know what we're talking about here with this transgenderism and these groomers and these Satanists we need God's judgment we need it desperately because when God judges wickedness good things always happen because all men shall see and fear and declare the work of God and they will wisely consider of his doing and the righteous will be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart would glory and many will be saved as a result of these things Romans 1 26 through 28 for God for this cause God gave them up to vile affections and even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly yeah what's the average lifespan of a, of a gay guy is 39 <laughs> 39 who knows maybe lower than that now but there's no ramifications for sin you know there's no ramifications at all you just die at 39 on average if you're you know a homosexual male lesbians i don't think are probably too far off either oh they don't like to talk about that and then all the disease rates and all the domestic violence and all the weird things that you know why because what the bible says you reap what you sow some people say what comes around goes around well you're if you're in participating in that lifestyle you are 
sowing some of the worst, most evil satanic seed you could possibly sow into the ground. So therefore, when that seed grows and it you reap, you're gonna it's gonna lop years off your life and create untold misery because it's so stinking evil. And receiving themselves that recompense of of their heir, which was meat, meaning it was fit. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, oh, that's the last thing they want to hear about is God. They want to glory in their shame. They want to shove it down your throat. But they don't want to hear about the God of the Bible. They want to ban that. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Convenient meaning fitting or apt or good. Going to verse 32 of Romans 1, who knowing the judgment of God, because deep down they know, they know, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Yeah, all you drag queens and all the LGBTQ groomer child molesters and the Satanists and the pagans and the Luciferians and every other child molesting sect out there, every other sect out there that's on team evil. They that commit such, such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them and that's why they're always trying to groom and recruit your kids because they want to see them do the same things they're doing because misery loves company and those devils and demons that possess these vessels of satan love to see children defiled and doing the same lopping off their genitals and doing all this stuff getting unbaptized it makes those devils and demons very happy that's what they feed off of, evil. That's why it gives them pleasure. But what does the Bible say? What, what, what was the punishment in the Old Testament? Well, Leviticus 20, 13 says, If a man lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, meaning a guy with a guy, and this is applicable or a woman with a woman, both them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death, their blood shall be upon them. It was death. It was a death sentence. Okay. I'm not saying we're we're um, under Old Testament Levitical law, but this is still just as serious in God's eyes as it was then. Because the Bible says, I am God, I change it not. The same today, yesterday, and forever. Leviticus 18, 22 through 30 says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Neither shall thou lie with any beast meaning sex with animals, to defile thyself therewith. Oh, boy, the Muslims aren't going to like to hear that one. Uh-uh. No, they really like donkeys and goats and all that garbage. And I've reported on that before. It's a whole other level of sick, evil stuff they're into. Neither shall any woman stand before beast to lie down there too. It is confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all the, these, these the nations are defiled which I cast out before you. Meaning if you're doing these things in a nation and it's given license, well, God's going to cast you out. And the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. That's what you should expect God to do in a nation that's condoning men with men and women with women 
and bestiality. But I think men with men and women with women would be enough. That doesn't bode well for Gay Pride Month or for America or for Canada or any other nation on the planet. The problem is, is almost all nations condone this garbage. But when you, that's why when I've heard Christians say, well, I don't care what they do behind their closed doors. Just don't shove it down. You should care what they're doing behind closed doors. Because if it's men with men, women with women, or women with beasts, men with beasts, or whatever, child molestation, all that stuff is defiling the land. It's bringing a curse on the land and bringing iniquity on the land. And that iniquity... Tra- uh, attracts more and more demonic evil stuff that's why cities big cities in particular are the primary place these things go on because it attracts more and more levels of demons because there's more people per capita doing bad stuff in that city than there is in the outskirts in the country and that's why cities whenever you look at them on on a map it's the only you know not all cities but most of them are like democratic in nature i understand you can go right left paradigm and coke pepsi stuff i'm just talking there very few you know big big cities that are actually conservative i mean this is where you get your strip clubs this is where you get most your bars your nightclubs your abortion clinics the places that you know you go to sin sex shops that type of garbage most of those exist in the city That's why the Bible says, "Warn of them that join house unto house and field unto field." Not a lot of Bible for big cities. Usually, big cities don't turn out good, good things. So it says, "The land is going to vomit out, vomiteth out her inhabitants in places like this." That does not bode well for really the world. But ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of you in your own nation nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. Also, just so you know, guys, the biblical definition for sodomy, the true biblical, now I know it's talking about men with men, women with women, women, but the biblical definition of sodomy is any unnatural sex act. Now that was well known into the 1800s, early 1900s. But then the definition kind of got changed as it's just like, um, anal, intercourse got changed to kind of that key in my teaching on biblical sexual prohibitions biblical sexual prohibitions and also contraception because there's a lot of contraception out there that is abortifactive in nature and you're not you don't think it is but it is potentially like the pill the patch those types of things could actually be aborting baby after baby after baby thinking that when conception clearly occurred and all the pill did or the patch or whatever hormonal thing just created an inhospitable environment in the uterus thus not allowing a fertilized egg to implant into the uterus life begins at conception the bible says to jeremiah before i formed thee in the womb i knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations well if god knows us before he formed us in the womb then life has to begin at conception sodomy um again would be considered oral sex this was well known 100 years ago um unnatural 
sex. So that would also be included oral. Now, I'm not gonna say, oh, this is on the level of men with men, but it is something that most, I've never heard a sermon preached on it ever. I have, key in my, my teaching, biblical sexual prohibitions are just sexual, you probably find it, prohibitions, or the one I did on contraception. Listen, I, I have to say, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? If you get mad about hearing something like that, I'm like, I love you enough to tell you the truth. It wasn't that hard to find, though. That information is not that hard, but you just, you're, I've never heard a sermon preached on that in any church I've ever been in. I went to a Lutheran middle school, Catholic high school, um, went into Pentecostalism, hardcore charismania, the most strict sects of independent, fundamental, King James only, unincorporated, non-501c3 Baptist churches, and then just regular Baptist. I've never heard that preached anywhere. And it was common knowledge 100 years ago. I'm just saying, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. And because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, and I will also reject thy children. So it can affect you and your children. And we are not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, and this is the Satan's devices with all the stuff I'm talking about, lest he get an advantage of us. Do you know how many Christians have brought curses on themselves just from what I just said? And they think there's nothing wrong with it? Well, the Bible says the marriage bed's undefiled. I can do whatever I want. No, that's not the way it works. What, sodomize your wife or something? Uh-uh. No, that's not right. That is unnatural. That is wicked. I'll probably lose a whole bunch of listeners this week. But hey, again, I'm not for everybody. And it don't mean because I think I'm Mr. Little Bo Peep. Or whatever. Going further. Um, land is defiled. Let's see here. Okay, ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you and the land is defiled that the land spew not you out also when ye defile it as it spewed out the nations that were before you. So he's telling you don't do this because the land will spew you out. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls of them that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance and ye commit not that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you and that ye defile not yourselves therein so you're not only defiling the land but you're defiling yourself i am the lord your god and again my message to all you satanists luciferians pagans lgbtq child molester groomers let's do a little bible study psalm 55 15 let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. Isaiah 5.14 Therefore hell hath enlarged herself, and it opened her mouth without measure, and their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoiceth, rejoiceth 
shall descend into it. This is this is these drag these drag queens and these Satanists. They're glorying. They're rejoicing that they're they're doing all these wicked abominations right out in public, when we're supposedly in a Christian nation and the Christians are probably going to do nothing to stop this. God prophetically speaking to Lucifer, who was Satan whose name changed to Satan. Isaiah 14, 9. Hell from beneath is moved to, for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the, of the earth. It hath raised up from the thrones all the kings of the nations. God speaks to the Pharaoh of Egypt. Ezekiel 31, 16. I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall, meaning the Pharaoh when I cast him down to hell with them that descend into the pit. They also went down into hell with him, unto him that be slain with the sword. And they that were his arm, that dwelt under his shadow in the midst of the heathen. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that, and that maketh flesh his arm. Meaning you're leaning on the arm of flesh and whose heart departeth from the Lord says here that they dwelt under his shadow, meaning the shadow of the Pharaoh, in the midst of the heathen. To whom art thou thus like in glory and in greatness among the trees of Eden? Yet shalt thou be brought down with the trees of Eden under the nether parts of the earth. Thou shalt lie, because hell's in the center of the earth. Thou shalt lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with them that be slain by the sword. Or it's somewhere, it's somewhere in the earth, but most likely in the center. Anyway, thou shalt lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with them that be slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his multitude, saith the Lord God. So these were some of the, the you know, the biggest, baddest dudes ever. Lucifer, Satan. Well, this is where he's going to end up. Hell and then the lake of fire. I mean, if you, if you keep reading in Isaiah 14, it gets into it more. Well, the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of Egypt, the one that kept bowing up to bowing up to God, and God just kept humbling and humbling and then finally killed him. Psalm 915 through um, 17. The heathen are sunk down into the pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. And then it says Higion Selah, meaning reflect, ponder, these types of things. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. And then Psalm 9, 19, and 20. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. That's considering the pit from which you're dug. That's humbling yourself before God. That's what we need to have collectively as a nation. Because the opposite of that is pride. And here we are in pride month. Let's glory in our shame. Never. Next report. Hey pastors, it's time to choose your 501c3 or God. 
501c3 corporate, you know, status there. If Jesus were alive today, he would be unafraid to stand against all the evil getting worse by the day. And he would preach the truth. Pastors, priests, ministers, all who preach the word of God, the word of the Lord in this country, you can be silent no longer. You must... Oh, they, they, they could still be silent. I mean, <laughs> they, <laughs> that 501c3 thing, guys, I've been screaming about for years. I'm telling you. I hope you're all seeing it. The stuff I've been saying for years is real. They're in spiritual bondage. They are spiritually blind. They've been spiritually gelded for the most part. I'm not saying there's there's not exceptions, but they better get off that train because that train leads to the one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. And it's a spiritual bondage they're in that you can't see. But their seminaries all told them get, to get out and get your preaching license from the state and get your 501c3 exemption so you can exist as a ministry, none of which is biblical. Did Jesus have a license to preach to any of the apostles? Did they have to have their 501c3 to have a home church? No, because it's not biblical. But hey, it's the norm now. So I've been screaming about this for years. Speak out the truth and you must speak from a political perspective. Forget about your 501c3 status. Forget about it. You need they to- can't forget about it. It's what rules them. For, for the most part, most of them. I hope some will break free. I, I pray to God they will. Preach the truth, and the truth is liberty and freedom, which is rooted in the Bible and nature's God. I'm Graham Ledger. I am tired of pastors and ministers, and in particular priests in the Catholic Church, who come to me privately and they say... Again, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, if you're a priest in the Catholic Church, you're in a death cult. You're leading people to hellfire. That's a much bigger issue than what he's even talking about. Okay, but the sentiment of what he's talking about is, is more what I'm trying to get across here. Well, we're worried about losing our tax-exempt status if we tell our congregation to not vote for Nancy Pelosi because she's pro-abortion. Unbelievable. You know what that tells me, pastors, ministers, Catholic priests? It tells me that you are beholden not to God, not to Christ. Sorry, but you are beholden to the government. Absolutely. Think about that for a minute. Let that sink in. You're more concerned about putting a governor on yourself because you want to have a tax write-off, because you don't want to violate the terms of the 501c3 status, because you're worried about the federal government or you're worried about your state government more than you are worried about preaching the word of God and truth. They don't do that in the Catholic Church anyway, but... If you hold back from the pulpit, you are violating your oath to God. We must speak the truth. Ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Hmm? What would Jesus do in this country, in the United States, if he were here now and he were was preaching his message? Would he be afraid of his 501c3 status? <laughs> Would he be afraid of insulting Joe Biden by saying 
Hey, you can't receive communion anymore because you are pro-abortion? Because you are violating the word of God? Jesus never backed down from a fight. Even at the hands of Pontius Pilate, even at the hands of King Herod. Sometimes by not speaking, in some cases, during that episode of the crucifixion, sometimes by not speaking, you're speaking volumes. But in this case, in this case, you cannot be silent. You must be silent no more. The Bible teaches us, be not afraid, right? Fear is the work of the devil. And the fear of man bringeth a snare, meaning a trap. I don't say that. The Bible says it. This is not Graham Ledger saying this. This is the Bible. Fear is the work of the devil. And what did you do? Most of the pastors in this country, 90% of you, you shut down during COVID. You kowtowed <laughs> to the politicians. And I would say the radical politicians or the stupid politicians. Most of them were radical who forced you to shut down. And you should have stood up and you should have held your ground like this pastor did in Louisiana, Tony Spell. And thank God, five out of the seven Supreme Court justices in Louisiana sided with God, <laughs> sided with the Constitution. Tony Spell was one of the few ministers in this country who stood up during COVID and said, no, no, you can't shut me down. No, we're going to preach the word of God. We're going to stay open. And of course, there were pastors in California who were persecuted for this. I think there was actually a, a brave element of the Catholic Church in New York who stood up to the Marxist Cuomo and said enough. And a case finally went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, no brainer. You're violating the First Amendment. You're violating the very reason this republic exists. Why did the... The settlers come over here before there was a United States. It was freedom of religion. Not freedom from religion. Freedom of religion. And so this Louisiana High Court said to Tony Spelt, yeah, they violated your First Amendment right. They also violated your 14th Amendment right. Equal protection, right? Because, well, we had certain facets of the society that was allowed to stay open. Costco. Yet you couldn't go to church. Now, yours truly is on record, dating back to March and April of 2020. You can go look at the archives. I'm not going to reread this stuff to you. But I went in front of the camera, and I begged these pastors and these ministers, and especially the Catholic priests, 60 million strong in this country, 60 million Catholics in this country, one-fifth more or less of the population is Catholic. Can you imagine that the Catholic Church said, no, no, we're not shutting down. No. Well, they need to worry about getting saved first, but. Doing what we did in World War II, we're standing up to fascism. Can you imagine if that had happened? This entire fiasco that we're living through now, the supply chain issues, which were, are now a result of these Marxist policies to shut down the free market across the globe, but in particular the United States, we wouldn't be living through what we're living through now. The economic costs. And a lot of the inflation is because the free markets got screwed up, but they're screwed up because of the government. This is why, pastors, you must be silent no more. Look what you did. You made a mistake. You need to come before your congregations every Sunday until I say stop. 
and say, I'm sorry, I sinned. I'm sorry I shut down this congregation. I never should have done it. Never should have forced you people to wear a mask in church. Do you know what the Bible says? You shall approach the Lord without a veiled face. Do you people realize what you did? But you have a chance to make it up. There's more verses on that regarding veiling your face um, that he could have even cited. I, I think I did a study on that uh, early, early on on the mask situation. And I had some Bible verses that were... Uh, and this is why they wanted they, why they wanted everybody to have a veiled face too is is there is a major satanic component to it uh, and I've done studies on that but um there on all the stuff the social distancing the six feet apart the, there's all kind of things they're doing and a lot of it boiled down to really the satanic component and mass mind control aspects of it all pastors in this country you have a chance to make it up right now from this point forward you okay so um <clears throat> yeah but the reality is is they would really need to just not just do there's a lot of other stuff they should be doing um <clears throat> in addition to bowing up to this because if they're still in that 501c3 corporate system you know that's a problem but, you know, I've talked about that ad infinitum. Now, uh, next report. U.S. truckers spending $1,000 per day on fuel per semi-truck. In some instances. Probably some in instances more. Depending on how far you're driving and what gas mods you're getting and, you know, all that jazz. Um, global bankruptcy and food shortages. I'm going to go ahead and play. This is kind of a longer, a little longer of a video here, but they get, he gets into a lot of really important stuff here that uh, I think is important to be aware of. All right, everybody, we have a real problem going on, and things are starting to get scary. The cost of gas, truckers now, are. Having I will say this guy is Mr. Doom and Gloom. Every message is we're going to die and we're going to die tomorrow. But I do think he's bringing up. That's why you don't hear me play him a lot. But I do think what he's bringing up here is valid. And um, I, I don't see the situation improving, you know, uh, not under Biden. And um, <clears throat> with, with that guy in office. And I don't mean to get in a right-left paradigm. I'm just saying, under this devil that we have in office, I, I don't see how this is going to change. They're doing this all by design on purpose to create this very situation. Problems delivering food to the grocery stores. And we are expecting, according to Fox News and some CEOs of different grocery store chains, we are expected, uh, expecting shortages and price increases to come both in the months of July and August. I was sent this uh, information from a trucker who delivered it uh, via a Facebook post. It says, I need to get something off of my chest. I generally refrain from talking politics and especially making political posts. However, I need to say this. What I'm going to post is real, not somebody that's a friend, a cousin, a sister, a neighbor, or anything that's happening to them. I own a small trucking company, and I did a little bit of research and background on his, uh, on his, on his background and was able to see that he does. And this is where the fuel crisis is going in our country. So this affects, directly affects me, he says, you, your children, and our country. 
Today, I filled up my truck to deliver products that help keep our country fed. When I filled them up, it cost me $1,149.50. That is for one truck, he says, for one day of fuel. I own three. So, so almost $1,150 for one truck. I mean, how can that not skyrocket? Everything that that truck is hauling. And that truck's only one cog in the whole supply chain. You know, this would apply to, I would imagine, shipping and the other trucks that maybe, you know, have to, you know, if, if that semi goes to a distribution center and then other trucks have to take those goods to specific places. I mean, this is all being amplified down the line. The one day of operation is costing me $3,448.50. Yes, we use a full tank of fuel every single day, sometimes more than one tank, depending on the driving. My trucks generally run, generally run five to six days per week, so we'll just estimate on the low side and say five. That's $17,242. Last week, it was over $20,000 for one week that I have to pay out of my pocket to try and not just keep my family fed, but my employees and our country. Mark my words, he says, we are on a downhill, a downhill slide to the worst recession, I note depression, that our country has ever seen. If you don't believe me, he says, I implore you to do your own research. Trucking companies are going under left and right literally hundreds per week now when you think of trucking companies you're not thinking of uh, the big ones you know the big ones that you see all over uh the united states of america it doesn't take that to be a trucking company it takes one guy in one truck one guy in three trucks two guys and six trucks uh you know a small organization and he's right they are going bankrupt every single week okay so and then again just on the side here when on the videos you can view Fox Business, major food shortages coming in the next few months. KT McFarland. Um, <clears throat> oh, let's see here. Then Fox Business, truck drivers quitting in record numbers as gas prices soar. Exactly what they're talking about here in this video. Larry Kudlow, there's probably no way out of this, meaning what we're in now. That was, again, Fox Business. Um you know, so it's just there's a lot of confirmation out there. We're seeing these bankruptcies take place because they literally cannot afford to put fuel in their trucks and make it from a shipment from one place to another and then have a profit at the end of the week. And so they're saying, no, I'm going to sell my truck. I'm going to claim bankruptcy and I'm going to go into another job. That's a real problem for you and me because we're going to see shortages take place across the entire USA. And if it's happening here, then it is happening literally everywhere. You're going to start to see these problems. And when these problems start to affect the American people in a way that they can no longer deny or avoid, that is when you're going to have riots. That's when you're going to have protests. That's when you're going to have people breaking into other people's homes for food. We're already seeing food uh, theft increase across the USA at a corporate level. You have CEOs and uh, theft uh, management departments all warning that they're seeing 20, 30, sometimes 60, 90 percent increases in food theft. This is a massive crisis because when the thieves cannot 
get their food. And don't get me wrong, I'm kind of on the fence here. You have uh, people who need to feed their family and you have some people who have no options. And so they feel like their only option is to go out and take it from a corporation. What I mean by being on the fence is I'm glad they're not doing it yet from your home or from someone else's home. So we have a massive problem that is starting right now. And the, the real issue is that we're just at the very beginning. If you've been following this channel long enough, you know that we exercise our right to pr protect ourselves, to defend ourselves, and to prepare for unknown events or the things that we do know that are unraveling across our country and our world. And in that preparation, we have seen time and time again the things that are coming down the pipeline. We saw the, uh, the COVID problems before they were ever mentioned on main news sites and organizations. We saw the lockdowns coming before it was ever mentioned and we had people left and right saying that would never happen in America. We see the depression coming right now. We see the violence increasing. We see the lack of ability for policing to affect uh, our social order. It's all over the place. And then you throw in the mix, world war, famine, from uh, crop shortages and crop failures, weaponizing of food and oil, an energy crisis, and we are looking at a catastrophe unlike anything we have ever seen before. Back to his note, trucking companies are going under left and right. If you're not aware, what you are wearing, what you are eating, what you are living in, what you are driving, and what you are reading on was delivered by a truck. If something drastic doesn't change in the next few weeks, or months, I promise you, you will see empty shelves everywhere that you look. You'll see chaos as people fight for the basic necessities of everyday life, food, medicine, etc. Uh, if something doesn't change, I pray that all of you have the ability, knowledge, and skills to fend for yourselves. Not only against those who would do your family harm, but to be able to sustainably uh, find food and water. This is a scary time, not only for fall, uh, small business owners, he notes, but for every single American. So if you know a truck driver, he says, please tell them to hold on as long as they can. Our country will not survive without them. Let me know what you think about this revelation or this story down in the comments. Do you think that trucking and the price of, the, of this energy crisis, this oil crisis, this manufactured maybe oil crisis, do you think that that has a real effect on what we're going to see in the future as far as our availability of goods and the price of goods? Let me know what you're seeing. Continue. I'm going to read you some of the just the comments I saw that hadn't like they're probably those comments are probably cycled down one after another after another. There was hardly any comment that wasn't relevant. <clears throat> I'm going to read you some of this after he gets done here. Continuing on this trend, gas prices, demand destruction, they say, are, is already here. Gasoline prices are at all-time uh, highs, and this is starting to put a real uh, dampening on the ability for Americans to purchase things. This is Yahoo Finance speaking to several economic strategists, getting their take on what we're seeing. Peter McNally, global global sector lead for industrials, materials, and energy at Third Bridge tells Yahoo that one could argue that demand destruction has already started. Since the start of March, U.S. gasoline consumption is 6% lower than the corresponding period pre-pandemic in 2019. Gasoline prices are pennies away. Now, actually, they're hitting the $5 per gallon nationwide average. 15 states are already seeing massive increases. 
The U.S. Energy Information Administration has been tracking a dip in gasoline demand compared with just 2021. According to the EIA, gasoline demand over the last four weeks is about 2.0% less than this time last year. As prices continue to rise, I expect that demand will continue to fall off compared to the year 2021. That's Andrew Lippo of Lippo Oil Associates. The higher prices at the pump correlate with higher costs everywhere. West Texas intermediate crude futures were at 122 per barrel on Wednesday. We're seeing Brent trading at 123 plus per barrel. If we breach $125 per barrel, uh, barrel in crude oil and stay there, consumers will be forced to change their behavior. That's Stuart Glickman, Deputy Research Director at Energy Equity Analyst CFRA Research. High energy prices are impacting every single good. Uh, item of goods, including food. More money is spent on gas and food, leaving Americans with less money for distractionary and discretionary items. We are having people in our country right now make a decision whether they put gas in their car or food in their stomach. That is post-apocalyptic. That is a dystopian reality. And that is a disaster that we are living through today. So for any of the naysayers, for any of the, oh, it's so doom and gloomy, they can take their antidepressants until they're literally blue in the face and it's not going to change reality. We are seeing so much destruction across the country that we are lucky. And I count today as a blessing because people aren't literally shooting up the streets everywhere in mass and this is a blessing that may be temporary we're not guaranteed that we're going to have peace in the next three months six months 12 months and in fact if you see the bulletin from dhs if we hear the alerts that we're seeing from law enforcement organizations we are going to have anything but peace in the next six to 12 months so right now is the time to get ready for unrest and violence You've seen a lot of discussion lately about uh, the American government attempting to regulate your ability to defend yourself. And I asked a friend yesterday, I said, what did that stop the person in Berlin yesterday or within the last 36 hours who got into a vehicle and drove it into a crowd? Did Berlin's very strict firearm uh, rules and laws stop them from getting into that multi-thousand pound vehicle and driving it through a crowd of innocent people? No, it did not. And so what we're facing here is not a matter of safety or peace. It's a matter of control. Now, whether that's done viciously, uh, vilely, or evilly, that I don't know. And that's up to each of our own discretion and maybe our own discernment. But what I do know is that we're witnessing a time of change. I was talking with another couple of friends who are very pro uh, Second Amendment, and we were talking about what happens if they make rules on uh, longer arms and if they make rules on high capacity longer arms. And so what is that going to mean? And I said, well, let me tell you something. If the American people do give up the existing tools that they have for self-defense, it doesn't matter what it is. If they give it up, that's the start. And it's going to end in the calling of hammers and knives and bats as illegal weapons of potentially mass destruction. And with that, you're going to see more and more 
control and change in the country. Now, my real concern here, my real fear, I'll say, is that the American people are at a point in time where they are literally fed up. And that's what happened during the riots over the course of the last two years. The American people became fed up and they just lashed out and acted out. And you had all sorts of people acting out and lashing out and all manners of life. So we are at that point right now where I'm sure you can see it. I know I can see it. The roads are emptier than they have been before. The stores, the shelves are emptier. The people are more unhappy than they have been before. And we're starting to see that unknown uh, fear in people right now. And it's coming to the top. And they're starting to say, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know if I'll have a job. I don't know how much money I'll have. I don't know if I can fill up the car. And that uncertainty brings fear because they what? They were not prepared for this. And because they weren't prepared for this reality to take place, they have no idea what to do. And so they lash out. So that's really my concern is that as these control measures come down the pipeline, we're going to see a lashing out and a backlash against them that causes the entire country to go into a sort of state of chaos and state of emergency. And when and if that happens, you and your family need to get ready uh, even more so than you have before. So we have a lot of things taking place. High energy prices are driving virtually every cost up. When transportation uh, costs go into the nosebleed territory, it drives up the cost of bringing goods to market. This is uh, Glickman who is speaking exactly what that truck driver said. This induces companies to pass those costs on to higher consumers or go bankrupt. My guess is that destruction would be concurrent both for necessities like filling your tank and for those more discretionary items. The big concern is that higher energy prices are going to contribute to economic slowdowns as demand destruction kicks in. This is another individual saying if past practices are any guide, elevated oil prices induce a recession. So if high prices persist, then I see no reason why it's going to be different this time. The difference in 2022 is the impact of world war. Sanctions imposed by the United States of America and Europe on Moscow are sending uh, uncertainty across the entire world. If Moscow doesn't reach a ceasefire and doesn't pull back, we're going to see real chaos. One strategist sees a dent in demand if the price of oil stays between the 120 and the $130 range. Indications are that the demand destruction really begins close to where we are at. For odds of a recession to pull forward into 2022 and beyond, we are going to see significant chaos and change here in the country. Now listen to this, I told you a couple of days ago that the police aren't going to come help you and I want you to listen closely. Isabella County uh, Sheriff's Office has announced the department has exhausted its gasoline funds and will no longer be uh, patrolling or going toward non-life threatening calls. The Isabella County Sheriff's Office has issued a statement on their Facebook account saying that due to inflation, the department has exhausted its fuel funds. As a result, deputies have been instructed to manage non-life-threatening disputes by phone only. The statement goes on. Order out of chaos. The chaos they create, they'll always have excuses. But, I mean, if you don't have law enforcement on the road, that's a green light to the criminals to, you know, hit, hit hard say that deputies will continue to respond to calls with active suspects and I want to assure the community that safety is our primary goal right. and we will continue to respond to those types of calls says the sheriff now if 
anything over the course of the last couple of weeks on how response will act to active uh, kinetic events, how response will act to active <clears throat> suspects, you know that the world has changed. This is your world right now. And you have to start to accept... He, he's referring to the Uvalade shootings where the police stood down for that huge swath of time while the killer could you know, do his thing and be prepared to help yourself. Wholesale retailers are warning that we're going to see price hikes, extreme price hikes in beverages and all of the supply chain by this summer. Inflation, they say, continues to soar nationwide. Wholesale retailers are warning that Americans should expect more shortages and more price hikes this summer. This is according to Boxed CEO uh, telling uh, different organizations, I think this summer will bring beverages that you're going to start to see a kind of increased prices and shortages just because already these factors are pumping it out at full factories are pumping it out at full capacity. You add in the increased demand and we don't know where that's going to go. According to Wang, uh, the supply of baby formula has been on and off within his company and noted that product shortages took the wholesale industry by surprise. No, no, they didn't. That's an absolute lie right there. You see, at the top of the level, at, at the top of the world, where you have the most money and the people with the hedge funds and the wealth funds, they knew exactly what they were doing. The people who run industrial marketplaces knew exactly what was going to happen. If you and I can look and say, okay, 50 to 80% of our goods come from China and hold on the major uh, area in China that they come from is locked down, we're going to see shortages. If you and I can see that, then every single living person can see that. But they choose not to. And so they either deluded themselves or they're outright lying to you. They say it's going to be spotty with a lot of things on the shelves being empty. What we're seeing is that the consumer is in a difficult position right now and a lot of folks are spending just on basic necessities, paycheck to paycheck or meal to meal. They need help. Inflation hasn't and won't abate. This is another article. We have a critical situation. I really think we have a problem for longer than six months. And once it hits, speaking of oil, once it hits those parabolic uh, increases, markets are going to move and we're going to see another spike in price. That's according to Jamie Weir, chief executive of Trifigura. Uh, he heads up one of the world's largest commodity traders. He's sounding the alarm bell, saying that a big problem is coming. Jamie Dimon, uh, the CEO to J.P. Morgan and Chase, you know, he said a hurricane was coming. If we see high energy prices for a period of time, we are going to see things get worse. It will be problematic to sustain these levels and continue global growth. Goldman Sachs that said that oil is very likely to hit $140 a barrel. The S&P 500 uh, sector up by around 66% says that we're going to see, uh, economists that are watching it say that we're going to see oil hit maybe 140, 160. Okay, so I think you get the gist of it, what, what he's talking about here. And I don't wanna dwell on this, but <clears throat> you know, I, I thought it's something I, I should be keeping my listeners aware of some top some of the comments for this report okay and again you could go up there and i'm sure you'd see a plethora more of these uh these are just some of the ones i saw at the top regarding this what we just heard a guy named paul erickson said i quit recently because of fuel and insurance increases i have two million miles under my belt 
He's a long-haul truck driver, I'm assuming. Then a guy named David Marcy says, let us not forget that not only does do truckers need fuel to get us the stuff we want and need, emergency services also depend on the diesel. Fire and ambulances require diesel as well as medical helicopters. This could potentially be life and this could potentially be life and property saving services that will not be able to respond. <clears throat> yes, truckers are very important in our society, but so are the emergency services. Next next uh, comment, Tammy Fair says, my husband is an owner operator of a semi and it is killing us. The truckers are suffering. DEF additive has doubled and is not very accessible. I'm assuming that's a gas additive they use. We put our order in two to three weeks in advance. My husband is 68 and collect social security otherwise we wouldn't make it <clears throat> he just had to get two steer tires that cost over three thousand dollars that we need to replace often because of all the miles people don't understand we are considering parking the semi soon it's not affordable to be on the road anymore next one uh, Lisa Shelfy I'm a pet sitter and everyone is canceling the gas prices and the homeland security alert has got people that normally don't get worried about anything they are all worried I was going to be working all but six days until September so she was booked till September all but six days and now I'm concerned that I will only be working six days total till September so this is having this <clears throat> cascading effect in other words it's gonna affect everything uh, next comment by Peter locomotion says he is 100% correct. We had to park our own truck and go to work as a company driver on 25% of the gross, I guess, of the load. I don't know how most trucking companies are making ends meet right now. It's not only fuel, but parts are insanely high, as well as shortages on many of the basic parts for maintenance. Last repair, which required us to put a truck in the shop, the shortest time frame to even get looking under the hood was two weeks after calling several shops in the area. I'm not kidding when I tell you by the end of a few weeks we were paying out more money to take loads than we were even making. Rates are not going up with the continued rise in cost, <clears throat> especially agro, meaning agricultural. It's getting bad, folks. This fall we will see just how much these increased costs will hit the farmers. Harvest season is really going to be scary. Prepare. Next, next uh, uh, comment, Tony Stevens. I'm an ED nurse. Um, trust me. Anxiety, mental health, um, maybe he meant an ER nurse. Uh, anxiety, mental health, aggression are on the rise. My job has become dangerous. Never did I dream that I would be dealing with this madness. Make no mistake as our world situation worsens. The violence will be coming to our doors. Please prepare for your family. This is not hype. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And that's why I'm reading you these comments. Vic Nighthorse. But I've been telling my listeners to get prepared for many years ever since I've been doing this Vic Nighthorse says even before this economic crisis it is obvious to most that people are starting to turn on one another in horrible ways due to the mass psychosis slash hysteria and we're not even getting into how 5G could play into that in the smartphones and the 5G base stations and the satellites overhead and the Wi-Fi and all the other EMFs uh, <clears throat> even the best prepared among us aren't likely to live through such a breakdown um, now, remember, this is all coming from a very secular, very God-doesn't-exist viewpoint, okay? So I'm going to give you the remedy um, after this. Paul-Marie 
coolness. I'm a semi-retired visiting nurse. The gas prices are too much to do all the driving the company wants me to do. Then there's a wear and tear on my seven-year-old car. Now when I need my car service, the garage has trouble getting simple parts. The delay can be weeks. We must not forget patients in long-term care facilities. They're at risk of starvation and or dying from lack of meds when the everything goes down. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to try to get through these Bible verses. Ooh, that's a lot of Bible verses. I'm going to try to get through these Bible verses. The Lord's protection, deliverance, and biblical remedy for fear. Uh, Psalm 57.1, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Good verses to commit to memory. You can copy and paste these off the PDF. Um, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Psalm 18.2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Psalm 34.7, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. Again, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man as Jesus Christ instructed us to do. Uh, Psalm 91, 4 through 6, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Psalm 56, 1, David, when the Philistines took him in Gath, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up for there be many that fight against me thou o against me o thou most high but then the next verse psalm 56 3 what time i am afraid i will trust in thee psalm 56 3 it's a really easy way to remember that verse so what time i am afraid i will trust in thee and then in god i will praise his word in god if i put my trust i will not fear what flesh can do unto me Psalm 56, 11, in God have I put my trust, I will not be afraid of what man could do unto me. It's kind of a reiteration there. Psalm 112, verse 7, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Meaning just the, basically in this day and age, the Christian, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Psalm 29, 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Proverbs 22, 3, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Ephesians 6, 11 through 19, which, you know, is vital, I believe. <clears throat> Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's what's, that's what's causing all of this. You could blame it on a man, but it's it's the it's the um, principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, the spiritual wickedness in high places that's emanating and operating through these, whether they're men, whether they're non-human, whether they are, they're human, I don't know, but they're emanating and operating through them to accomplish all this wickedness that we're seeing. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. That's why I'm so big on memorizing the word of God. 
because <clears throat> that's a sword. That's your only offensive weapon in the armor. <clears throat> Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Romans 13, 14, and put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust there. Because if you're making provision for the flesh, then, you know, um, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So you're going to get your prayers hindered if you're regarding iniquity in your heart, if you're making provision for the flesh. And um, <clears throat> these are things that get your prayers hindered. Now, I've done tons of teachings on prayer and all the stuff you can just search for on the contendingfortruth.com website. And then the last thing I give is the biblical remedy is the verses we just listed. And it's not like that's exhaustive, but that's some good ones. In the Bible verses listed above, and then this teaching I did um, on August 12, 2007, called Imprecatory Prayer, Psalm 64, God's Judgment on Wickedness, A Christian's Door of Hope. And one of the most important teachings I have ever done, by far, if you've not listened to it, I would highly encourage you. It was totally life-changing for me when I heard Pastor uh, John Weaver do this teaching and then I went and I did my version of it afterward it kind of inspired me to do that and uh, I would highly encourage you to listen to that so that's all we have for part one and God bless you and we'll see you in part two